Welcome everyone to The Runner on Air. I'm your host, Damien. Chris Burdick will have the latest in sports for the week. Here's Brianna Marie with your latest in events. Hello, runners. It's time to hear all about the events happening this week on campus. On Thursday, February 13th in the SRC from 4 to 10 p.m., there is an eSports Super Smash Bros. tournament. This is a great opportunity for students who enjoy gaming to get a chance to compete against other students in this game Super Smash Bros. Runners, don't forget that February 14th is Valentine's Day, so make sure to show some love to others on campus and make someone smile. There is another Runner Dance Marathon meeting on Friday, February 14th to continue the planning of the event that will be held on February 29th. The meeting is in the Classroom Building 105 from 11 to 12 p.m. Monday, February 17th is a busy day on campus, and that starts with an event called Black Hair and You. This event is put on by the Black Student Union, where they will present information on black hair care and treatment at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Stockdale Room. The film, What Do You Believe? The Spiritual Life of Teenagers, will be showing in the Stockdale Room from 3 to 5 p.m. on Monday, February 17th, and a discussion will also be held afterwards. Also, runners, don't forget to pick up your free sweetbread and cup of cocoa from the Student Union patio from 5 to 7 p.m. This event happens every Monday and only while supplies last. And on February 18th from 9 to 2.30 p.m. is the monthly food distribution here on campus and is located at the Student Union Lounge. That night is also Champerado with the Cop. At the Student Union patio from 4 to 5 p.m., students receive a cup of coffee and get the chance to ask the university police questions on safety. On Wednesday, February 19th, there is an interfaith resource fair where representatives from local religions and spiritual communities come and share information about their faith's history and tradition. This event will take place at the Runner Cafe Quad from 12.30 to 3 p.m. Another big event on the 19th is the Democratic Debate Watch Party in the Science 3 Building 239. Hope you runners have a great week. I'm Brianna Marie, and those were your weekly events. All right, now for this week's news. If you didn't already know, ASI Board of Directors meets on campus every Friday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. in the ITVC room. The president was not in attendance. However, Dr. Lukens attended the meeting in her place. Lukens announced that the next runner walk and talk is scheduled to be on February 25th from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. The president will be traveling on February 13th to Berkeley to meet with the reaccreditation committee to receive the final recommendations and commendations. CSUB Immigration Legal Services include access to immigration legal defense. According to CSUB's website, ILD is a nonprofit agency that provides immigration legal services. Another attorney has been added, making them the third attorney working directly at CSUB. The Counseling Center received $75,000 in an effort to design a website meant as a means to provide online counseling services. Some of the funds will also be used to remodel the counseling offices. $270,000 were awarded to Student Affairs to build a demonstration kitchen near the challenge courses. The facility, once completed, would be available for the campus community to use and would offer cooking classes. The health center received $100,000, 75 of which is dedicated to enhancing the process of screenings and referrals. $40,000 will be dedicated to emergency housing in an effort to possibly increase the amount of days the emergency housing is available. $2,000 were awarded for research on activities on campus. Details about RowdyCon were announced during the board meeting, including confirmation on booking a DJ and several activities for attendees to enjoy. For members of the Antelope Valley campus, there's an effort to find a transportation method for those who would like to attend. A new director of diversity and inclusion was voted into the ASI board of directors at the meeting. There was an incident of a bike theft on campus in which the campus police officer threatened the person who was arrested with a weapon. Chief Martin said the person who was arrested had a pair of bolt cutters in their pants, which gave the officer reason to believe there was a threat to their safety. 
Chief Martin clarified that the timely warning sent out to the campus about the reported sexual assault was mandated because it could not guarantee the safety of the campus. Chief Martin also mentioned the development of a pandemic committee to create a plan in case there were a pandemic on campus. Representatives of the dance club were granted $2,700 by ASI to fund the Runner Dance Marathon, $529 for promotion and publicity, $1,470 for rental costs, $640 for university services, $61 for supplies and services. According to a member of the board of directors who is also a member of the dance club, thousands have already been raised for the event. According to the directors' reports, $40,000 were given to the Doré Theater to repair the broken pipe. However, there are still not enough funds to fix some of the damage caused by the broken pipe. Miles Howard, Director of Veterans Affairs for ASI, mentioned in his report that there's a student on campus who was having trouble finding a way for their grade to remain unaffected by their military deployment. I spoke with Howard about what students who may find themselves in a similar situation should know. So there's a California penal code that's actually in law that basically says that Every student has a right to an institution that is going to either give them a refund of their funds if they already paid for their classes and or reasonable accommodations, which reasonable accommodations would be like if the person is leaving for a month to go on a deployment, they have to get afforded the opportunity to still pass the class. One of the few things that the student talked to the professor about was what he can do to make sure he doesn't fail out of the class and she recommended that he just withdraw with the W and or get it incomplete when that is not a reasonable accommodation, especially for something that's so short as a month. Is there something that you maybe could recommend for teachers, faculty, staff, advisors, or whatever it is who have that issue and don't know what to do? Yeah, I would definitely recommend that first, you know, talk to the student veteran and then come talk to the Veteran Center coordinator, which is Jamie Pacheco in the Veteran Center, because this is a situation that we've had to deal with before, and there's a lot of different actions that they can take. Generally, what we really just hope for is that the veteran and or active duty service member just gets the ability to finish their classes and be able to still get a good grade in those classes, regardless of their military uh, service that they owe to their country. Just to follow up on what I've done so far for that particular situation, I already got in contact with the Veterans Center coordinator, which is Jamie Pacheco, and I got in contact with Ulysses Rodriguez, which is kind of, uh, he's also on the ASI board, and we're thinking about, we're just formulating a email right now to see if we can get a meeting between the three of us with Dr. Harper, which is uh, the provost of CSUB. That concludes our news updates for the week. Action kicked off Wednesday, February 5th, when the CSUB women's team took on the Cal Baptist University Lancers in front of a packed Icardo Center on Education Day. Sophomore Jaden Eggleston and Miracle Saxton both recorded double-digit rebounds in the game and led the Roadrunners to a strong nine-point lead going into the fourth quarter. But it was the late offensive surge by the Lancers that was the deciding factor as Cal Baptist was able to take away the win from CSUB with a final score of 55-53. to Despite the loss, the Roadrunners came away with a season-high eight blocks and out-rebounded the Lancers 49-32. to The women's team is currently on a two-game losing streak, holding a 13-9 record on the season and holding a 5-4 record in the WAC, which leaves them currently tied with Utah Valley University for third place. 
The team will need to rally in their next two games away from the Icardo Center against Chicago State University and Kansas City University. The Roadrunners are struggling on the road so far this year and currently sit with a record of 3-6 and six with four of their last seven games all being played on the road this year. On Thursday, the CSB men's team kicked off its second half of the WAC conference play as it traveled to Riverside, California to take on Cal Baptist University. The Roadrunners were able to battle with the Lancers in the first half and use a 9-2 and two run in the final minutes to stretch their lead to 35-28 to as CSB CSUB outshot the Lancers 53% to 41% from the field, but the Lancers were able to surge back in the second half and hold on to the lead thanks to foul trouble early. Redshirt junior guard Cam Allen led the way for all Roadrunners with 22 points, but it was not enough as CSUB fell to the Lancers with a final score of 74-69. to With this loss to the Lancers, the Roadrunners find themselves in a four-game losing streak and have lost every game in the last week-long road trip. The team has also slid as far from a tie in second place in the WAC to now sitting in fifth place. The positive for the Roadrunners coming into the next two games will be they will both be at home in the Icardo Center against last place Chicago State University and sixth place Kansas State University. The Roadrunners have won both of their first meetings against these teams back in January. CSUB softball got its 2020 regular season started this weekend in the Stacy Winsberg Memorial Tournament. The Roadrunners began the tournament on Thursday against last year's national champion, the number four ranked UCLA Bruins. CSUB had a hard time creating offense against the Bruins as they were held to only one hit on the game. The Bruins were able to go to work against the Roadrunners pitching staff early and often as they ran away with the first game of the tournament with a final score of 14 to zero. In the second day of the tournament, the Roadrunners traveled to San Diego, California for a doubleheader against San Diego University and Pittsburgh University. In their first game on Friday, the Roadrunners struggled against San Diego University offensively and were unable to capitalize on early scoring chances, including a two-out triple by senior catcher Kara Wiseman to potentially crack into the run column for the first time this year. Senior shortstop Sidney Curran was arguably the only standout of the game, recording a 3-for-3 game with a double and a stolen base. As San Diego was able to shut down the Roadrunners and walk away with the win with a final score of 6-0. Even after a rough shutout loss to San Diego, CSB had to bounce back quick if they were going to pick up their first win of the year in their second game of the day against the Pittsburgh University Panthers. The Roadrunners' offensive struggles continued for the majority of the game until the final three outs when sophomore Allie Miller was able to score on a single turned into a fielder's choice by freshman Sam Fortain. Unfortunately, the Roadrunners were still unable to pick up the win in this game as they fell to the Panthers with a final score of 5-1. to one. The tournament finished up on Saturday as the Roadrunners began its rematch against the Bruins in Los Angeles. This game proved to be different, however, as the Roadrunners found themselves down quickly 5-0 to zero before junior first baseman Ariana Acido capitalized with a two-run single in the fourth, and junior infielder Samantha Martinez was able to blast a two-out, two-run home run in the fifth, to make the game close at 5-4. to four. The Bruins were able to pull away in the fifth, however, with a three-run inning and never looked back as CSUB fell to the Bruins once again with a final score of 8-4. to four. The Roadrunners were not done, however, as they quickly had to turn around and travel back to San Diego, California for one final game against future Big West rival Cal Poly University. The game only lasted five innings as Martinez began the game with a second two-run home run of the day which gave the Roadrunners a quick lead against the Mustangs before Cal Poly was able to score nine quick runs in the first two innings. The Roadrunners were able to score one more time due to an error by the Mustangs, but ultimately Cal Poly would run away with the win with a final of 11-13. to The CSUB softball team currently sits with a record of 0-5 after the tournament and will be back in action this upcoming weekend starting on Saturday, February 15th in the Libby Matson Tournament in Stockton, California. The Roadrunners wrestling team was in action this weekend with two meets on Friday and Saturday. 
CUSB first took on Oregon State University and the Beavers in the Icardo Center. The Roadrunners came out slow in the meet as they lost the first three matches of the day, falling behind 10 to nothing in point totals before redshirt senior Russell Roffling was able to win the first match for CSUB on the day. The Roadrunners followed it up by winning the next five of six matches and was able to win the meet with a final score of 26 to 16. Then on Saturday, the Roadrunners hit the road for a date with the Stanford University Cardinals. Senior standout Russell Roffling was able to pick up his eight 18th win of the year, but the number 14th ranked Stanford University was too much for CSUB to handle in the meet as the Cardinals won the final five of the last six bouts, leading to Stanford taking home the win with a final score of 28 to 12. The wrestling team currently sits at a five and five record on the season in dual meets and will be back in action on February 14th as they travel to San Luis Obispo to take on Pac-12 rival Cal Poly University. And finally, the women's indoor track and field team was in action Saturday as they traveled to Norman, Oklahoma, as CSUB was able to record 10 top 10 finishes. Senior Julianne Finch placed sixth place in pole vault, along with freshman Alexander Schrader and Miranda Miller, who both placed ninth and 10th. True freshman Jesse Solis finished ninth in the weight throws. Senior distance runners AJ and Bianca Frasso both finished fifth and sixth in the long distance run. Sophomore Jaden Christensen finished 10th in the 60 meter hurdles. Sophomore Riley Slayton and junior Jasmine Walker placed sixth and eighth in the 400 meter race. And finally, senior sprinter Mariah LaShore placed fifth in the 200 meter. This is the final meet in the regular season for the indoor track and field team. The WAC Indoor Championships will be taking place on February 27th and 28th in Boise, Idaho. And with that, let's take a look at all the CSUB sporting events and games that are coming up during this week. Action will begin with the women's golf team this week as they travel to Oaks Query Golf Club in Riverside, California for their annual Battle at the Rock tournament. The team was scheduled for a tee-off time of 7.30 on Monday, but was delayed due to hazardous weather conditions in Riverside. The tournament will hopefully continue Tuesday morning at 7.30. On Thursday, the men's and women's basketball teams will both be in action facing off against Chicago State University. The women's team will be in action first against the Cougars as they they travel to Chicago, Illinois Thursday afternoon. The Roadrunners lost their first meeting against Chicago State 60-58 on January 18th. The positive for the Roadrunners coming into this game is that the team is very good record against the Cougars. In their history against Chicago State, CSUB has only lost two of the total 18 games against them, including the last meeting, and has never lost to the Cougars in Chicago. Their game is scheduled for 5 p.m. Thursday night. The men's team will be facing off against the Cougars at home Thursday night in the Icardo Center. The Roadrunners were able to easily handle the Cougars in their first meeting on January 19th, ending with a final score of 72 to 54. The Cougars have yet to win a game in the WAC this year, but that doesn't mean that the Roadrunners can easily walk away with this one. In their four-game losing streak, the Roadrunners have been able to outshoot all of their opponents on the court, but have given the games away due to foul trouble and free throws. If the team is unable to clean up their defensive efforts, it could end up being a very rough day for the Roadrunners and lead to a loss in what is very well could be a trap game situation for CSUB. Their game is scheduled for 7 p.m. CSUB baseball begins its 2020 regular season on Valentine's Day as senior second baseman Tyler Jorgensen leads the Roadrunners to take on Washington State. The series will begin at 6 p.m. on Friday afternoon at Hart Field and will continue on Saturday at 1 p.m. and finish off on Sunday afternoon at noon. Also on Friday, the CSB wrestling team looks to bounce back from their rough loss against Stanford University as they travel to San Luis Obispo, California to take on Pac-12 rival Cal Poly University Mustangs. CSUB was able to take home the win last time these two met on January 11th of last year. That meet is scheduled for 7 p.m. Friday night. CSUB softball will be taking part 
part in their second tournament of the season as they will travel for the Libby Matson tournament. The tournament will consist of two doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday as CSUB will begin Saturday afternoon at 12:15 against the California State University Northridge Matadors, a team that the Roadrunners have yet to beat since 2016 and follow up that game with a tough battle against the Pacific University Tigers at 4:45. The tournament will continue on Sunday with a rematch against the Matadors first at 10 a.m. before the Roadrunners will take on Nevada University Wolfpack at 12:15. Saturday also holds some exciting WAC basketball rematches for you to look forward to as the men's and women's basketball teams will both be in action Saturday night facing off against the Kansas City University Ruse. Both teams were able to come away with wins against Kansas City University in their first meetings on January 16th and both have proved to have positive histories against the Ruse. The women's team holds a 12 and 2 record in their history against Kansas City and like in Chicago have never lost a game in Kansas City University Stadium coming away with an 8 and 2 record in their last 10 games against Kansas City. The CSUB men's team also came away with a win against the Ruse in overtime last time they met thanks to some late game heroics from redshirt junior forward Justin Elder Davis. The Roadrunners currently sit with a record of 9 at 4 in their history against the Ruse and have a 5-1 record while taking them on at home. The women's game is scheduled for tip-off at noon on Saturday in Kansas City, Missouri as the men's team is scheduled for a tip-off at 7 p.m. in the Icardo Center. And finally on Sunday, the CSUB wrestling team holds its feud on the field meet as they take on number 4 ranked Arizona State Sun Devils. This will be the final and arguably the toughest pack 12 meet of the year. This will also be the second to last meet of the season before the Pac-12 championships on March 7th. The meet is scheduled for 12 p.m. start on Sunday at the CSUB main soccer fields. That's all I got for you this week. And that concludes this week's episode of The Runner on Air. Tune in next week for an update on the latest news, sports, and events happening on campus. If you or a friend produce music and would like to earn some extra cash for school, we're looking for student producers interested in creating content for the organization. If interested, email us at runner at tsub.edu. Make sure to check us out on our website, therunneronline.com, or check out our YouTube channel, our SoundCloud, or any other of our social media.